What's up, dirtbags? You are now tuned in to episode 130, 130 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Just like every other time, it's Scott Sturman and Matt Deitch. Matt, how was your 4th of July? You know, it was pretty good. I got all my fingers. I see you got all yours yet, so that, <laughs> that's that always was, a plus. That was one of my favorite uh, things that I actually saw on Facebook was uh, on July 3rd, there was a picture floating around that said, uh, for somebody in America, this will be the last night that they go to bed with 10 <laughs> fingers. <laughs> and, uh, it usually happens. Did you know that there is, uh, I don't even know for sure who he plays for anymore, but his name's like Jason Pierre-Paul oh, or yeah. Justin Pierre-Paul. Jason, yeah. Jason Pierre-Paul. Oh, uh, yeah. Defensive end or defensive lineman. Defensive I end, yep. I think he did play for the New York Giants. He did. And now I think I think he was with the um, Buccaneers last year. Okay. I, I think he came out of retirement or something he, like that. And he's he's like in the seven and a halfs club. Right. That's why I always I made that meme that one time of him holding his hand up when he was with the Giants and he after his hand is all mangled up and stuff and it's, I always put happy third and a half of July. <laughs> so man. Did you blast any fireworks? I didn't. I'm, you know, fireworks anymore. I just kind of will sit back and watch and stuff like that. I've, I've been burned enough throughout my life when I was younger and stuff. We got pretty wild with, with them. So now I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. I'm fireworks just, are freaking expensive. They're more expensive right. than beef jerky and fishing tackle. Oh, right. oh yeah. I mean, people and pe- people spend mad money on them too. Like everybody, like now, I don't even... To me, it's like, why spend the money on a fireworks show when you can just look over at your neighbors and watch theirs? I mean, right. everybody else is... I mean, I saw Jim Bustle's videos. Did you see some of his that he posted from Facebook? Uh-uh. Him and his kid went oh, out yeah, yep, and yep. did the whole Sandlot thing. But, like, Rapid City, like, all around, it was just, like, a, one huge fireworks show. I mean, there's people blasting them everywhere. So, I mean, you can really sit around and I know, like... In our neighborhood, I heard all kinds of them going off. So, yep, well, right here by me, uh, one person uh, up at the cold at end of the cul-de-sac uh, was blasting some. Uh, a backdoor neighbor to my side was blasting some. Uh, the parsonage of the church, like a block and a half down, was blasting <laughs> some. So, yeah, I same thing. I I didn't have to spend any money, but uh, I got a front row seat to a to a show. I'm you know I'm for them, but. Uh, between the cost of them and, you know, just, I don't know, the overall pain in the ass of, of light and fireworks. I mean, there's a coolness to light and fireworks. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I am not going to sit here and say that I don't think it's freaking awesome because it is. And I used to be the guy that, that would go right. and drop you oh, know, yeah. more money than what I should on fireworks. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd, we always used to save up that bottle rocket money because you got to buy those bottle rockets and shoot them at your buddies and drive, oh yeah, oh yeah, drive them around and shooting them at people. I mean, we used to get the roaming candles. Uh, we used to get pretty wild. There definitely, there definitely is something about fireworks though, where uh, not not all the time, not all the time, not one bit all the time, but uh, it does seem like sometimes, you know, especially. The guy who's still shooting them way late, like on oh, yeah. on a random Tuesday, you know, like still blasting them off at eleven thirty at night, or even at eleven thirty in the afternoon, yeah. <laughs> like, on, like on their yep. lunch break, and all of a sudden they got yep. some. I got some Whistlers here yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but a lot of times it's like you're. A lot of times it's the guy that probably shouldn't have bought five hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. worth of fireworks that that did buy five hundred dollars worth of fireworks. You know, I was thinking that we had we had our town celebration here a couple weeks ago, and uh, me and my brother got in charge of uh, 
working the burnout. Oh, yeah. There was a burnout tonight yeah. before. And a bunch of people come, you know, out there doing their burnout thing. And, you know, there's always a few people that run those suckers all the way <laughs> until they blow. And, you know, I, I don't mean to pass judgment, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you probably shouldn't be <laughs> blowing <laughs> yep. your tires, you know, because you're going to drive that thing home on the rims <laughs> and you're going to park it because you don't have another set of tires right. for that. Exactly. But, but yeah, it was, it was definitely, like I said, we used to get in a little, little trouble with them. Those black cats are the ones that always would get me, you know, they got the short. You threw them and, under your mom's lawn chair, didn't you? <laughs> oh, we used to Boom! do some, well, I don't know if we ever did that, but we, like I said, we used to drive around and throw them at people. But I can remember the one time we were hanging out and some older guys, this is when I was younger, we were hanging out in the neighborhood, all of us little hoodlums were, and some of these older guys come rolling up there, and they got their window half down, and they light up a whole pack of those black cats and go to throw them at us, and it didn't make it out the window. <laughs> and it was just, their car lit up, and boom, 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 boom. And you know us, we didn't we didn't just, couldn't stand there and not say anything and make fun of them. So. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that video on Facebook of, uh, uh, there's like two young guys, you know, maybe 16 years old or whatever. And then there's, uh, um, a grandpa. And so he lights up these fireworks, like, you know, a big exploding yeah. firework and he lights it up. And then right at the end, he throws them underneath like his <laughs> grandkids. And it says something like grandpa was a nom and wasn't afraid of nothing. <laughs> I mean, that thing is going and he's just smiling. There's sparks everywhere. <laughs> God dang it. That was a good one too. Yeah, no. The, Fourth of July really brings out a lot of good videos. Oh, it does. I mean, after the Fourth of July, I mean, the internet's on fire. You know, there's a lot of good ones on Facebook of people at the lakes doing this or that. I mean, there's a lot of boat ramp videos. Oh, I mean, it, it it gets pretty wild. Have you seen the one of uh, of an SUV pulling out a couple of jet skis? And the jet ski trailer comes undone off the back of it, it's like a security camera. It's oh really? You haven't seen this? Uh uh-uh. Oh my gosh! Last time I was at Okaboji, I, there was a guy and this girl putting their boat in, and uh, first he backs it in and puts it in, and then pretty soon their bilge pump starts running. And he's like, "Why is the bilge pump running?" And I was like, and "The per- somebody standing there was like, uh, you, did you put your plug in?'" Oh crap! So he pulls the boat out, puts the plug in, backs it back down in there. And then he couldn't figure out why the why the boat just wasn't going like off the trailer. And the, there was another guy standing on the dock, and he's like, "Hey, your trailer's floating." Well, he hadn't unstrapped the tra- the boat from the trailer oh, either geez. yet. So I was like, "Dude, I don't know. I might just leave if I were you. Cut your losses." Right here she is. All right, I have to watch this. I have not seen this one yet. Just backing them up, backing them up. Oh. <laughs> there goes watch, watch, watch. The one girl bails, boom! Oh, she right gets launched. Oh. She absolutely gets launched. This That's is on uh, BD Outdoors. That's good on stuff Facebook. Right if you type in BD Outdoors on Facebook, and this is from uh, I don't know. It's got to be from. It's always funny when it happens July, to somebody else. July 3rd or July 4th, but uh, it, it's a surveillance camera, and I'm sure a couple people have seen it. Uh, Josh Strand shared it in Real Midwest Fishing, but uh, yep, 
couple of jet skis go rogue and <laughs> just freaking oh man the other the other video that that's kind of making the rounds right now especially in our area is uh, a bunch of boaters trying to get under the bridges uh from west lake to east lake okaboji oh it was crazy over there um it reminded me of why i do not go over there on the fourth of july Oof, duh. i guess i did go over to spirit lake on friday but uh, you know that wasn't wild, but I knew what it was going to be like on the weekend over there. It, I don't know what the DNR, the the Iowa DNR, uh, the Okaboji. Uh, I I don't even know who would be in charge of it over there at you know Arnold's Park, Okaboji, Spirit Lake, whatever. But uh, golly, they they've got to do something there. And and me and Matt were actually talking about this a little bit ago. Uh, you know, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is you got to make that bridge bigger, right? A, you got to make the bridge bigger, maybe put the bridge more in the center there so that it's just a straight shot instead of that zigzag. You know, you, if you're coming on West, you bottleneck everyone all the way down to this corner. You take a sharp corner, you go under a bridge that's barely wide enough for two boats. And then you got to come back. You know, if that was just in the middle and people just had to drive straight, it wouldn't be as bad. I feel like it wouldn't be as bad. Um, you know, you, you may, maybe another option is is like a pilot car in road construction. Right. You know, you have a DNR guy sitting on one side. You have a DNR guy sitting on one, the other side. And they say, all right, for the next five minutes, west to east. Right. And then we're going to stop you. And then it's going to be east to west. I. The nice, I, I don't the know, nice I don't thing know about the... the nice thing about that one is you can just go then. You don't have like you said when you get down and you're going underneath that bridge to go from west to east or vice versa. You're coming around the corner, you're making all these turns and you're always worried about another boat coming from the other right, direction cuz right. then you got to get over. When you eliminate a little bit of that where you can just get through there. I mean I really think that would be a good thing to do. I think that it would speed up the process a little bit. I think it would calm some people down because I think there was, I mean, there was arguing, there was fist fights. I've heard actual over fist there. fights. There yeah. was. I'm pretty sure on the video that's posted, and uh, I should I should really look up who posted that. So those of you listening can go and check that one out too. Um, but uh, let me see. Yeah, here. It, I mean, they got to do something because. It was pure chaos. I mean, boats running into each other, doing all this. Uh, they just got to have somebody sitting out there and stop them out on the lake a little ways and just kind of get a couple trains going from each way and well, get what, them through there. Well, what happens is when one when when one has an issue, pretty soon you know right. that causes the one behind it to have an issue, which causes the one behind that to have an issue. I think that whole entire video might have gotten taken down. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it if it did. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, yeah, it is what it is, but there were, there was a 20-minute-long video watching people come from West Lake Okaboji to East Lake Okaboji. And, you know, one of the things about Okaboji that I, I think a lot of people fail to realize is just how busy that place actually is on the 4th of July. You know, if, if you look at some uh, aerial drone pictures, um, if, if, if you look up Tom Gustafson on Facebook, uh, there's another like a Drew Drow or I, I'm not 100% sure what that guy's name is. But uh, there's a lot of aerial pictures of Miller's Bay where there's literally thousands of people, you know. Yeah. B- you all can the, hardly all see the, water. <laughs> right. All the boats are hooked to each other. 
Maui mats and, you know, floating tubes and jet skis and whatever. I mean, they're having a full-on concert out there. Yep. And you want to know what else they don't have out there? Bathrooms. So think about that for a second. <laughs> There's a reason that water's so warm, and it's not necessarily the air. Uh, it's not killing the weeds in there, I can tell you that much. <laughs> What's that thing floating there? <laughs> Somebody had Taco House. That's right. We got a rogue one here. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I don't know. It, Okaboji's insane. It's incredibly insane. Uh, you know, for those of us that like uh, the solitude of a nice, quiet lake, Okaboji's not for you. Nope. It's not for you. Definitely uh, not. I'm not on the Fourth of July. Ever really? I mean, <laughs> ever really? During uh, the week. During the week, if you don't yeah, have ma- to work, <laughs> maybe a Wednesday in in December or something like that. But uh, uh, you know, I I grew up over at Okaboji on the weekends in the summer. Um, I've been lucky enough to, uh, you know, go over there for a long time. And you know, a, a part of you kind of hates it but a part of you kind of embraces it too you know i mean right you know i love having that many ice cream shops (laughs) you know i mean you know there's as much as it's you know i I literally went from the boundary water canoe area where no motorized solitude like i mean i I went to right area to you know thousands of people partying and Probably I mean, dumping beer cans in the lake and doing all that. Exactly. Stuff. I mean, I went from, you know, uh, on West Lake Okoboji, there's probably a thousand beer cans that got thrown in there just this weekend. Right. You know, and, and then you're up in the boundary waters where it might've been four and a half weeks since somebody had a beer on that lake yeah. period. And they didn't throw it in, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's, it's a big difference. Uh, is there any other lakes like Okoboji? Like does There's, does Campesca up in? I mean, I don't think it gets like that. I, but I mean, is it more of a party lake? Oh, a party lake. I mean, I don't know I that there's a lake get, in the upper Midwest that has anything like Okaboji. Right. I mean, Minnetonka, I'm sure gets kind of close to it, just being with the cities. I mean, I'm sure when you get closer to the cities, there's some party lakes. But uh, that one, I mean, there's been times where like a lot of places, it's like ranked one of the top like five party places on 4th of right, July. Right. I think it was a top five place to get an STD. Right. I think that Playboy at one point had it like top five. When you're when you're getting into Playboy, I mean, well, I mean, you know that there's some serious partying and other stuff going on there. Ever since your college days, when you went uh, there on 4th of July, you've been scratching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, swimmer's itch. Yeah. <laughs> into some chiggers <laughs> yeah we've done that it. before god dang it oh man i think it was that seaweed every time i go over there weird, weird deal weird. <laughs> oh geez it had nothing to do with that girl you brought home from captain's getaway but uh, i don't even know these places over there like you do <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah uh so yeah i mean it was it was, it was a good fourth of july i, I guess got, i got i you put me into a tailspin there did Pug. you get any fishing done while you were over there guys ah, off the just dock, a the little off a the little. dock a little off the dock i uh, looks like you made a good haul at the factory fisherman's outlet oh, over there geez, though i kind of went overboard there's no such thing as going overboard i hear my, Kayla my wife is stairs. literally upstairs and if you <laughs> talk any louder than what you currently are this podcast is done <laughs> I uh, God dang it! I I was on a roll. All right, I'm well, not gonna lie no. to you. I I I got a but they're Abu, all deals. I got an Abu Garcia Revo X bait casting rod. Yep, eight bucks. Sweet, eight. 
freaking bucks. Can't go wrong there. Cannot go wrong there. You, I mean, any cheaper, and they're paying me to take it. Right. They they basically did. You have to buy it. At right. That I mean, it's, it's refurbished. It is refurbished, guys. Uh, if if you don't know what the Fisherman's Factory outlet is over there in uh, in Spirit Lake, that. Pure Fishing uh, Headquarters is, is over there. You know, they make the Berkeley Fishing Line over there. Uh, Dan Spangler, a past guest on here, that's where he works developing uh, hard baits. You know, the soft baits are developed there. Like, I mean, the brain, the heart, the lungs. I mean, like, this is where it's at, Spirit Lake, Iowa. And uh, right across the road from the headquarters there is this little nugget of gold it is. called the Fisherman's Factory Outlet. And, you know, I've been in there before where I look around and I just can't really find anything. No, nope, but, but then there's other times where it's just like, whoo, baby. Uh, so I got uh, I got one of those. I got, uh, whoops, daisies, I just hit that. In all, I bought seven rods this weekend. <laughs> That's all right. Seven rods. But, I, I mean, think about it. A couple of them were eight bucks. Right. A couple of them weren't, but you know, right. whatever. So I got. They had, did they have their big tent sale and everything? No, they no. Like they didn't. Have the the Coleman sale was back. The I, Coleman sale. I'm was pretty back? sure Pure Fishing had sold the Coleman brand, but they must have bought it back. Oh really? And because uh, last two years they haven't had it, but the Coleman sale is there. So like Coleman coolers, Coleman tents, Coleman whatever. That was across the road, but uh, yeah, whatever. I got Grady a uh, a Fluger Tryon Ultralight five oh, nice. foot rod. Uh, and real combo, uh, awesome little deal for on the dock. He's always had like a, a medium light that he's always jigged off the dock and he's done good. It's a Berkeley lightning, not, you know, good, good quality rod, whatever. But, uh, um, then he, he found mine. He found my ultralight. <laughs> I got a, uh, Fenwick HMX, I believe, a uh, little Abu Garcia reel on it. And, then I think he realized, like, whoa, this is pretty nice. And so to stop him from, well, to make sure that I ever got to have that rod back again, I needed to buy him a uh, an ultralight rod. So I did. And, I mean, it was, it was I don't know how much that would cost if I went and bought it at, at a bait shop or Shields or whatever, but uh, it was under 50 bucks. And so, yeah, I don't know. It was a good deal. I got uh, one other Abu Garcia uh, rod. I got I got a couple uh, Abu Garcia baitcaster black maxes, yep. four of them actually that I'm going to throw uh, some cheap baitcasting reels on, strictly for bottom bouncers. Yeah, that's I, uh, I I that's what I'll do with a lot of stuff. Like this little factory fisherman's factory outlet is just sweet because you can get stuff and you know if you're going to be taking people out and they don't have right, equipment, right. you don't want them using your really nice stuff. Sometimes you can let them use that, and it's still a nice. Oh nice, yeah, nice yeah. setup for them. Or if like they accidentally break it, I I buy a lot of stuff. If you're gonna just use it for something to throw in your truck or your vehicle, right? If you're gonna hit up a river or something like that, it's it's just nice to have. Or like you said, if you have kids, I mean, you give them a rod for eight bucks, and if they accidentally break it, it's not like oh my god, you know, it's right? Just, yeah, for, mean, eight, for eight bucks, who cares? Like right. ninety ninety percent of the stuff I use is refurbished from the right. Fisherman Factory outlet. Yeah, I mean. You got to look, you know, and, and you'll be able to see down on the handle, there's this little wavy brand and, and that brand means that it's been refurbished, but, uh, I've, I've seen it before where, you know, there's a big gouge out of a handle, you know, I've seen it before where the eyelets are just a little off kiltered and, you know, sometimes it's just like a a salesman that used it as a demo, Demo, you know, when, when he was going around there, there's a lot of different things, but. If, if you if you pay attention when you're buying 
I, I, I believe that you can, right. you know, normally you get a good quality deal. I don't think the warranty is there like, mm. like normal, it, but I mean, when you're buying a hundred dollar rod for $8, uh, right. you know, you, you and, don't and, expect a warranty. And then there's a lot of times too. I mean, they, they have a lot of like the new stuff too, and they have baits and everything like that. It's always yep. kind of nice. Yep. Every once in a while you'll go in there and. They might have one of your favorite baits, like for a buck for a pack. Right, it's just like oh sweet. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat that. And then there's other places where things might be sold out, like online everywhere. And you go over there, and they have the baits there. Yep. Like if you use a certain Berkeley bait or anything like that. So yep. I mean, it's it's a cool little place. Yep, I love it. So, all right, well, well, we'll let that uh, sum up the Fourth of July. But hopefully, everyone else had a had a good safe uh, Fourth of July, and hopefully, everyone still got all ten fingers. And uh, you know, <laughs> you, you got to have all ten to properly reel a rod. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, is what it is. Uh, so I'm going to bring something up here, uh, something that I just kind of stumbled on uh, over the last week. Um, I, I I was screwing around on. Uh, on the internet and i i went on to apple podcast deal and uh i i had never really gone and looked at our reviews but uh um so i came upon upon a review and it's by b micek m i c e k uh not that it really matters whatever but uh this was from uh a couple months ago and uh he gave us 3 stars and it says good Good podcast, but respect people's time. And then he wrote, uh, I've really enjoyed this podcast and had no complaints until I listened to the Jason Mitchell interview. It seemed like almost half the questions were pointless questions about thumb wrestling or throwing a guy overboard or pineapple on pizza. I understand it's just keeping it lighthearted interview and keeps things laid back, but respect the guy's time and maybe cut back those kinds of questions. It's fun to ask a few, but maybe cut back on some of those. You can tell he was struggling to answer them. And that's that. So first and foremost, I want to thank the guy for, for going on. And I'm assuming it's a guy, uh, coming on and, and, and writing that, I guess, you know, overall, I feel like he was pretty complimentary of the show, you know, just didn't like that one episode or or probably a bunch in there because we talked a lot about chicken wings and thumb wrestling and, and, uh, you know, different stuff like that. I appreciate, like I said, that he, that he was overall complimentary of the show. Um, as, as far as the questions and whatnot, um, a, I guess I never really thought about, you know, the whole respecting people's time. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess I definitely didn't feel like we were disrespectful of the time. No, I didn't think so either. Um, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm not throwing this guy under the bus cause I don't think he threw us under the bus. No, but, uh, you know, I guess in, in my mind, uh, you know, when, when me and Matt were coming up with some of these questions and, and doing that, uh, you, you know, I guess it takes me back to one of the Ted Takasaki, uh, when, when we, Ted Takasaki was one of the first people we ever interviewed. It was an absolute freaking train wreck from the start. We got to his house, um, and, and Ted wanted us, uh, to interview his wife. Me and Matt didn't bring a bunch of questions along. Uh, you know, it just didn't happen quite the way we thought it was going to happen. And, uh, you know, overall, I didn't feel like we did as good as what we could have possibly done. Exactly. Uh, you know, it just, you know, wh- I don't know. We ca- we kind of got into a tailspin. It was what it was. 
But some of the stuff that, that Ted said to us, I've listened to other interviews with Ted, and he said a lot of the exact same stuff. Now, that I'm not knocking Ted, but when you're a guy like Ted Takasaki, when you're a guy like Jason Mitchell, when you're a guy like Dave Gens, and you've told your story so many times, when you know these guys ask you, what are you going to do if you're out on the Missouri River in June? Mm-hmm. And, and this is what I'm going to do. And, I mean, they've done the same stories. They've been asked the same questions so many times. And so I guess in my mind, I was just thinking, Hey, you, you want to know what? I don't know that there's any other podcast, any other TV show, anybody ever has asked Jason Mitchell who he'd win. in a, you know, if he'd beat Craig Oiler in a wing eating competition, right? You know, I mean, if he'd beat Scott Mockentune in a thumb wrestling match, I don't think he's ever been asked those questions. So that's why we did it. That's why uh, we I, do it a lot. I mean, and beforehand, we even asked him before. A lot of people don't realize this. Like, we just don't call him up and just start interviewing a person. We talk to him. We kind of run by, run a few things by him, like what our ideas for the interview was. He was all about it. You know, and he struggled to answer some of them questions because they're not questions that he gets asked a lot. And that's what we want. I mean, kind of make him stop and think. And I think he appreciated the fact that. I uh, hope he did. I think he did. I mean, that they're just genuine questions. I mean, we asked him some fishing stuff and. With everybody we do, we're going to throw in some other things, too, because we want to get to know the person a little bit. Just like if we were talking to them at a bait store somewhere or after they got done doing or at like some show, like if we were up yep. at the Ice Institute or something like that. We're not the type of guys that are just going to go up there and we don't want to just pick their brains about techniques and fishing and all that stuff we want to just we want we like just talking to people and like, that's just, not we really talk. our show it's not we just we're we talk to people it's just we want it to be like you guys are here in scott's basement with us and we're all just sitting around shooting the bowl you know just doing all that having a good old time or if you if, do drink beers i'd like to think you're about 14 15 beers deep right and we're all just talking smart and doing that stuff same way with you know it's just like also we want the feeling of like we just all got off of off the lake you know fishing together and we're all just going to sit around and razz each other a little bit i mean that's the great thing about fishing i mean yeah the fishing part is awesome when you're catching fish and all that stuff but it's about the hanging out with your buddies and doing all that stuff and that's kind of what we want this show to feel like is like we're all hanging out together and you know scott and i are flipping each other crap back and forth the guest whoever we have it on whoever it may be we want them to be able to know that they can give us a hard time just like we're going to give them a hard time at stuff but you know and on top of it too we do want to ask them some fishing questions and well at the uh, end of the day it's a fishing show you know and and that's the reason that they're on here right you know, yeah. If, if if you guys know me at all, which a lot of you don't, I'm the type of dude. Yesterday, I was hanging out with our buddy Ramrod, and just randomly, I said, "Ramrod, if you got given eighty thousand dollars right now, what kind of pickup would you buy?" So, you know, I, I'm not going to say if you won the lottery, you know, whatever. But if you got given eighty thousand dollars and had to buy a brand new pickup, what would it be? And I think we talked for 30 minutes about what kind, you know, like that's just kind of like, I don't know. I, I I just ask a lot of really wild questions. If if we're driving out to the black Hills, I'm probably going to ask somebody 25 random questions where they're kind of like, where are you getting this stuff? Like, this is dumb. (laughs) Like you, like, why do you want to know this? And you know, a lot of times, like you just, you get that one question in where they come back with that one answer and it's like, 
that's what that's the one I was looking for. You know, like right. just a cool story, whatever. And you know, to to be my sec. Like I said, I'm no way, shape, or form are we throwing you under the bus. We no, appreciate we, this is this yeah. is awesome because we always ask you guys for constructive criticism, and and, you know? and I will be mindful of it going forward. Right. You I know, mean, like if, if, if we're going to ask twenty questions, we're not going to have fifteen of them be you know what what your favorite flavor of of buffalo wings is going to be. You know, because because obviously, at least one listener wants to hear a little bit more fish and stuff. So. You know, I mean, hey, we're not pros here, dudes. Like, you know, we're we're shooting this crap from the hip every we're just freaking like week. You guys yep. right now. So, uh, whatever. I, I I appreciate it. Be my sec. Uh, email. What's our email address? <laughs> I don't know. You came up with it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Probably like Scott's big stick. Midwestangler <laughs> one at gmail dot com. Email me. Somehow prove that that you are who you are. I'll send you a shirt for for uh, uh, the three star review. I'll send you a shirt for the three star review. Now, don't everyone be giving us three star reviews because going forward, I'm only sending out reviews to five stars. This is a one time deal. But uh, and, and who knows? Maybe he maybe he was so pissed off that we were talking about buffalo wings so much that he don't even listen anymore. But uh, if he does, like I said. Uh, in no way, shape, or form are we throwing you under the bus. We actually appreciate differing opinions. Unlike the Open Water Fishing South Dakota Facebook page, those POSs over at the Open Water Fishing South Dakota Facebook page, if you are an administrator on that page and you're listening to this right now, I got two middle fingers for you. That's right. Straight up. Like, screw you. I don't like your page. I'm still a member, but I think I'm going to be getting rid of it. Like, I've got a bone to pick with you, and and, and it's about to go down. So buckle your seatbelts, because I'm 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 going to lay it all out there. South Dakota recently changed their. How how do we want to attack this? Do we want to talk about the laws first, or do we want to talk about what I posted first? Let's talk about what you posted first. Okay, so this is this is what I posted. For those of you that don't know, uh, South Dakota randomly uh, at the end of June, beginning of July, just decides, hey, you know what? Let's change a bunch of fishing laws in the state because that makes a lot of sense. Right in the middle of a the lot season. of sense. You know, halfway through the season, like you know, let's freaking throw these people for a loop. Let's let's just throw it out there. Yeah, okay, pal. Uh, so I, I posted a deal on there on, on Open Water Fishing South Dakota Facebook page that uh, just said something like, uh, hey, residents of South Dakota, because, what, what be, is your issue with non-residents? Because some is, of these rule changes were towards non-residents. And towards people, non-residents. And people got on the page and we're kind of bashing non-residents and stuff like that. So, so so what, and so, okay. Yep. Uh, so, so I wrote, uh, you know, what, what, for, for those of you that are residents of South Dakota, what is your issue with non-residents? Do you think that they over harvest? Do you just not like the fact that they keep their limits of fish? Are they disrespectful? Do you think that they litter? You know, what, what is the issue? And, and what I was hoping for was true open dialogue between residents and non-residents because me as a non-resident, you know, if, if they say, Hey, I don't like it, you know, I feel like they're disrespectful. You know what? 
if I see a freaking non-resident doing something stupid from now on, I'm going to call them out. Right. And, you know, like, hey, you moron, like, we're having a tough enough time, you know, being welcome in the state the way it is. Yeah. You know, do we not spend enough money? You know, what what is it that that the residents of South Dakota don't like about the non-residents? And don't get me wrong. I am sure, I'm 100% sure that there has been a lot of morons from Iowa, from Minnesota, from North Dakota that have come into your state and done stupid stuff. They've littered. They've talked trash to, to good people at boat ramps. They've over-harvested. Like right. yeah. But, you know, we've talked about this a lot of times, guys. It's the freaking 2%, you know, of, of 2% of the non-residents, morons. 2% of the residents, morons. 2% of all people are idiots. And it doesn't matter what, you know, I mean, it just... And, and they're the ones that end up on TV. They're the ones that you end up, you know, talking <laughs> yep. to at the boat at the boat ramp, you know, that you walk away from. It's like, holy moly, like that dude was an idiot. Yep. But, cow dang it, guys. Like, so, so I posted that. And, and, and you I'm did it. You, you put in there that you wanted to use, like, you just wanted information that we could talk about on the podcast. All, exactly. I, I wrote on there that. I, I had a podcast and that I wanted information to talk about on this show for this exact topic. And people started commenting and all of a sudden I've got 25, uh, I've got 25 answers. And I would say of 20, 24 of those were good quality people. You know, I, I screenshotted a couple before, before they pulled it off and, uh, there was uh, one person that said, personally, I could care less. Being respectful to others is all that matters. The next person, just my opinion. But I think the ones that are greedy or they had a bad experience with some, respect your fellow anglers and all should be good. There's another guy that said, shoot, when I did an internship up in Webster with the GFP, the residents were worse than most of the non-residents. That's just my experience, though. Another guy wrote, I would like to see us South Dakota people be able to reserve a camping spot in state campgrounds 10 days earlier than out-of-state people. That's a good you know, point. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean all logical stuff right we're there. We're starting, we're, I mean, there. there's four people right there that I took a screenshot of, all being respectful, just stating their opinion. There's no wrong answers, guys. I mean, as a, as a resident, as a taxpaying resident of South Dakota, you get your opinion. Yep. You get your opinion. But that's all I was looking for, and the freaking admins deleted it. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, you know, something had to have happened here. You know, there there was one guy that wrote something stupid about Minnesota people coming over and, and stealing or and taking more than their limit. If that was what the issue was, then delete that freaking moron's comment. Don't right. delete my post. You had a good conversation going. Exactly. So I wrote back on there, and I said, Hold on. I said, uh, admins, why was my post deleted? I feel people were respectful unless I missed something. I made that post to talk about, I made the post to talk about the topic on my podcast, not going to start or not to start arguments. And I got a guy that wrote agreed as a non-resident. I would, I was rather enjoying reading the comments and see what I could do po to possibly help with the perception some have of us. Don't let a few apples spoil the bushel. Boom. You know, all right. So we got another non-resident that's on board trying to figure out how we can open up dialogue between residents and non-residents to have a decent conversation. Boom. Thing deleted. gets deleted. Never once did they message me and say, hey, 
you know, this is why, this is why we're deleting it. You know, you're about to start a shit storm. Somebody posted something similar, you know, a day ago and people were saying racist stuff. People were saying, you know, you know, people were threatening other people. You know, we just don't want it on the page. Fine. I get it. Then, then, you know, dang it anyways, that sucks. But you know, whatever. Nope. They just delete it. And then ghost you. Yeah. So it's like, dudes, I, I don't know. Middle finger to you. Like right. seriously, piss on your freaking Facebook page. Like I, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you want the argument to keep going? Like, I, I, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a weird deal. Yeah, Weird deal. It, it was dumb. I don't understand why it got deleted. Like you said, there was a good conversation going on there, educated conversation. If somebody jumps in there and has a disrespectful re- remark or starts to try to take it down the wrong path. Block them off the whole dang page. Right. You delete that person. That's what you do as an admin. If you they didn't like your comment, then they should have had the decency to message you and say, hey, Scott, this is why. Like you said, this is why. Explain it to you. You'd have been like, all right, I get it. Yep, fair is fair. It's, it's, it, Whatever. It works. But just to not say anything and just keep deleting your posts, you weren't in there trying to stir up any controversy. You were just up in there trying to find out some information because this is something that everybody wants to know about. Every non-resident I would resident think. wants to know, like, why, what is it? I mean, they've because somebody can say, well, they're disrespectful. Well, I'm sure you've run into just as many disrespectful residents as you have non-residents and stuff like that. But now it just kind of gets people upset at each other even more. It's just like let the let the talk go and then delete the delete the negative stuff as it comes. And I mean, I get it. Like if you're an admin of a Facebook page, it's a pretty thankless job. I I think it's probably a lot more work than what anyone truly realizes. It looked like they had like eight, 10, 12 guys on that page. But I mean, I'll guarantee you every freaking day, they got some moron on there, you know, writing something stupid, starting fights, you know, whatever. And at the end of the day, you're not getting paid to be an admin on a freaking fishing Facebook page. You know, it, it just, it is what it is. So, I mean, you know, I, I get it, guys. I get it. But I, I don't know. I just thought it was absolute Bush League BS that you would just delete the post and, uh, you know, I don't know, go on. Especially when I wrote back and was like, hey, admins, why was my post deleted? Right back on there and say, hey, it was deleted because it was going to start a big fight, you know, whatever. Right. It and goes then, against and our policy. Around, yeah. You know, whatever. Turn around and, and delete that post too. Fine. I don't care. But uh, I don't know. You didn't do that. So. Two middle fingers to you. I don't know. Yeah, Bush League, like you said. Yep. Should have posted in Minnesota. <laughs> Better page anyways. <laughs> so that will move us over to why I posted this to begin with. Right. South Dakota recently, uh, I don't know, like three days before July 1st, decided to implement uh, some new laws and... I don't know. I guess whatever. Uh, it's their state. You can do what you want. But uh, South Dakota used to offer a family license. And that license, I believe, I'm, I'm going to be in the ballpark here, was a $67 license. And then I think if you bought it online, you have to pay a $4 handling fee. And then, as discussed on earlier shows this year, uh, South Dakota also implemented a $25 habitat stamp that you have to pay for now. So in all, 
I believe that it comes out to being ninety six or ninety seven dollars. Yeah, right at hundred bucks right in there. But that is for a family license. So right. if me and my wife and my two kids want to go fishing in South Dakota, it would have costed right at a hundred dollars. But we can only keep one limit of fish. Ninety seven dollars, one limit of fish. So South Dakota changed that. And now a youth under the age of eight does not need a license. This applies to residents and non-residents, and they can now have their own limit of fish without a license. So if me, my wife, and two kids go to South Dakota, we can now keep four limits of fish, two adults and two 13-year-olds, but... A family license does not cover all of us. Each adult has to buy their own license. Exactly. At $97 a piece. Yep. So it goes from being $97 to cover my whole entire family and one limit of fish. It is now 200. Yeah, basically 200, 194. And, but all we, we can now have four limits of fish. So why, why I truly really asked that the other day was to start an open dialogue, but I wanted to know if a lot of people on in South Dakota felt that the non-residents were coming there. I mean, did you feel like, you know, if, if all these non, you know, if, if, if all I see is Iowa trucks at the boat ramp and all them guys are keeping their limits of fish every single day, you know, that's a lot of fish out of our system. If you're feeling like all the Iowa guys and Minnesota guys are going out to the Missouri River and catching all the spawning walleyes, well, guess what? Instead of catching one limit of fish now when, when me and my family go out there, we can now keep four limits of fish. Right. So what I was trying to find out is if a lot of people were concerned about the fish harvest, you you, you didn't do yourselves any favors there. Mm-hmm. And And... Me and my family have never gone out to the Missouri River. My wife has never fished in South Dakota. And I think my son has fished in South Dakota maybe three times. So I was just using that as an example. But, I mean, I guess if if that was the issue, you know, I, I don't think that you did yourself any favors there. This was a money grab. It was. This was a money grab. That $25 habitat fee at the beginning of the year was a money grab. Now we've got another money grab halfway through the season, which is just absolutely BS, crazy, like nuts. And and we'll let Matt talk about that here in a second too, for another reason. But, you know, I've said this once and I'll say it again. Now, if, if me and my wife and my two kids, and, and I have three kids, but I'm just saying two kids because only two are old enough to actually fish. If it's going to cost us $200 to go fishing, or what's a family license in in Minnesota? Sixty seven bucks, something like that. I can pay for a hotel now. Right now, it's just, I, I, mean, I can take my family well. out to eat two or three times. You know, probably five times. Yep. On on that money, like you know, I I get it. South Dakota's special. South Dakota's special, but Minnesota's pretty goddamn special too. Right. And so is Wisconsin. And right. so is North Dakota. And so is Iowa. Um, you know, I mean, we got a couple spots, but I mean, you know, it, I don't know guys like, and, and maybe that's their goal. Maybe that is their goal. Maybe they are sick and tired of 
Northeast South Dakota, you know, having all this attention. But I'm going to tell you guys, your freaking small town bait shops and your small town cafes and your small town bait, uh, you know, bait hotels, shops, gas stations, hotels, like restaurants, they're not going to survive in your town of 300 people. Right. Sorry, it doesn't work. Well, your state how many parks. how many guys in your in your 300 town or 300 people town are staying at that hotel in that 300 people town? Well, even even your state parks. I mean, people aren't going to start aren't going to keep traveling Hell no. there. Then I it's going to so cost now, more damn money to get into that damn state park right. too. So now now your residents are going to have their state park availability, but they're not going to be there all the time. So. I mean. You know, like I said, I mean, South Dakota's special. I mean, it's we, a great place. We love fishing here. We love going over there. It's the best, truly. It's the best. And, and I, you know, I'll be honest. I'm still going to pay for it this year. I, I already did. I'm still going to pay for it next year. And I'm going to pay for it the year after that and the year after that and the year after that. I don't, you know, but truthfully, like I was talking to our buddy Bill Teasler down at the Ace Hardware the other day. He said, uh-uh, I ain't buying a South Dakota license anymore. So... I, I get it. You know, maybe, maybe that's their goal. Maybe they've done the research and they found out we want to get just as much money, but we're going to do it with only three quarters of the anglers. Right. You know, as before, I, you know, if, if that's the goal, mm, uh, okay. You know, I guess I get it, but that's three quarters of the people eating in your restaurants, <laughs> three quarters of the people staying at your hotels. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what to do. They've got guys that are way better at analytics than what Scott Sturman is in Rock Rapids, Iowa. I mean, I, I I get that. They've done their research. They've figured out what they think they can do. And I suppose like anything else, they're just going to keep raising that price until they see a significant drop in license sales. And then they know, okay, that is the threshold. And I don't know what that threshold is. Would you pay $250 for a South Dakota license? No. No. The only reason I would is for hooked on hard water. Right, right. That's, that's the only and, reason. Then. But but you know, then a, a one week license, right, looks a lot better. Right. I I don't know. You know, I, I guess hooked on hard water is probably the main reason for me. As as far as my fun fishing, I'll easily just buy a Minnesota license instead. Uh, yeah. You know whatever, or, or or I'll just fish in Iowa. I haven't fished in Minnesota this year besides the boundary waters trip and and i've got a minnesota license probably the last time i'll fish there all year uh you know i don't do a lot of fishing in south dakota outside of hooked on hard water and and some other you know just just little stuff that i could easily go without um but yeah i i don't know god dang it it, it just sucks that you know well, I, there's got it there the guides are gonna have to feel the effect of this because right? when this, when like a guy and would book a trip for him and his wife to go on, now he's gonna be like, well, I don't know if I want to spend two hundred dollars instead of a hundred dollars for. Why a wouldn't I call so, Scott Merwin up at Lake Osakis right. and go up there? Right. So I mean, they're gonna. I I don't know if they think they are, but I, I got a feeling that they could maybe see the effects of this a little bit, unless the people are just going out there for like what you said for a weekend and they're buying like a three day license while they're out there. But that you're going to see that effect though, too. Right. I I mean, I, I just, it just bothers me as a person who is every year bought the family license over there. I've always bought a family license when I get my South Dakota license because that covers me and my wife. We could only keep one limit. Let's be honest. How often has Emily actually gone over there and fished? she has i mean but she, i mean not right. a ton not, not a, ton. a ton but but she had that option they, they weren't losing money on right Emily. but they had that option you know right. like okay right 
you know, if she's going to, if I'm going over there and she wants to come along with me for the day and make a few casts, great. We can only keep one limit. Fine. Four walleye, like if we're walleye fishing, which we'd probably be doing, four walleyes is plenty of for us if we were going to keep if it. If you were going to keep them at which, all. Which, like, which I mean, we let's usually be honest. don't. Right. So it's just like now to take that away and now, you know, fishing's a family thing. It's always been a family thing for me. I grew up in a fishing family. My family's a fishing family. And you eliminate a fishing, a family fishing license. That's dumb in my opinion. I, I agree. I, I think, agree. I think you're trying to promote people to get out there. This doesn't promote people to get out there and enjoy the resource. This promote this promotes them paying more to get out there and you know enjoy the recess, resource. And yeah, don't get me wrong. It costs money to keep the resource up. But... This eliminates like non-residents from coming over there a little bit. Like like we said, you know, that family that's going to go over there, you know, the wife's like, oh, I'll go out in the boat and I'll just hang a line over to the side and stuff like that. Now, they might not do it. Now, they might go somewhere else, like you said. Um, another thing that chaps my ass about it, too, is I hate this stuff of changing things in the middle of seasons changing rules in the middle of seasons it's just dumb now i get it if if it's like an immediate thing like this we need to change this i mean okay like like we've we've like, noticed the walleye, walleye population has right. absolutely dropped. dropped like it's just been we need to protect this source you know and come out there and make sure everybody knows about it fine i'm down with that but just this type of thing is stupid. Over a money grab. Over right. a money grab. It's stupid to do in the middle of the season. Fine. If you want to make that change for the 2022 season, go right ahead. But say, okay, this is what we're going to do in 2022. Not just say, well, if you've bought it before June or July 1st, you're good. But after July 1st, now this takes effect. And now two people. Well, wait a minute. My my buddy Matt over here, he, he has a license that covers his wife and his wife can fish. But now if I go buy it, how come that doesn't work for me? I see it just, it doesn't, to me that is just dumb. Now their whole thing of doing the 18, you know, moving the kid thing up to 18 years old. That's cool. I like that. I mean, that's a good move. I mean, there's a good move sometimes, but again, that's something that they could have waited till next year to do. Like you said, it was a smoking mirror. Because what are they going to do now? Are they going to reimburse the 16-year-old out-of-staters that already bought their resident (laughs) license? Are they going to go find all those guys and be like, you know what? Here you go, you get your money back. We're going to send you guys a, a refund check because you guys spent money on a license already. Like hell, they're going to do that. And then, you know, like we talked the about earlier. The government has never <laughs> given back money. And like we talked about earlier when we were, before we started this, now, you know, it opens up the whole thing of, you know, everybody online. We talk about the open water fishing pages online and stuff like that people will go on there and they'll ask something they'll be like hey guys what's the rule on this and you always get the keyboard check, warrior. The, check, check the, the regulations rule book. check the rule book read the rule book i read it every year from front to back it doesn't matter i read it okay guess what buddy you do that every year then all of a sudden they change rule in the middle of the season and you get caught for that you're out there the week after they change it and boom you get a guy that's like nope this is the rule we just change it it's your responsibility to know it but it wasn't in the rule book i've got the rule book right here in my in my boat and it doesn't say anything about that well too bad here you go <laughs> didn't you check out the freaking facebook page <laughs> so no uh, i missed I, it i just i hate it when they do that stuff especially little rules like that like little changes like that like this is something that fine for 2022 we're going to eliminate the family license whatever 
but just to come out in the middle of a season and do it. Like like I said, mine is ours are grandfathered in. Whatever Good. works Good. for the rest of the season. But how desperate but, were you for that money that you that you right, had to change do it that now? Yeah, I mean, do it at the end of the year. I mean, start start January tenth, putting it out to, right or now. January eleventh, two thousand twenty-two. There's no longer the family license, which I still think is stupid. Non-resident family license, which I still think is stupid because this is a family activity that families can do together. And that's just a good thing to have. Fine, make it, increase it by like, make the family license 80 bucks or 100 bucks, you know, which it is now anyways. I, I just, it's just so stupid. You're eliminating people the opportunity to be out there fishing and that's not good. Well, right. Unless they pay. And, and, you know, I guess the, the biggest thing, and I think a lot of South Dakota people that are listening to this are like, you know, well, you know, you should make your fisheries better in your state. I, I get that. I get that, that you guys have something special up there. But it didn't happen from you. It happened by accident. It happened by flooding and everything else like that. So don't act like you're the ones that are freaking like made your fisheries the way that they are. A lot of it happened by floods, and guess what? You don't don't get to fish a lot of those areas anymore either, too. So, yep, yep. That I mean that that's a whole nother thing right there. Did but DNR I, didn't go in there and take all those walleyes out that you paid to stock in? Did they? No, they didn't. So there you go. But I mean, you know, both. I mean, Matt, you've got over a thousand dollars worth of of South Dakota licenses bought, you know, in oh, your lifetime. Easily. You know, I mean, I I don't I probably don't have a thousand, but I've got over five hundred, and you know, I mean, so we, we've, we've put our money in too. You know I mean? We've, we've bought our licenses. I've never kept over my limit. I've never kept a limit of anything out of South Dakota. I truly have. Right. The one time I got onto an insane perch bite up on Ponset and I stayed one short just in case I caught the state record. <laughs> <laughs> I could keep it. But, uh, you know, it just, it's, it's that type of deal. Like, you know, Ah, you know, and, and I, I know that we're, we're probably the exception, you know, with us being more bass fishermen, you know, I mean, we're going to release more fish. I personally don't eat much for fish. So I, I release 99% of the fish that I catch. I get it, you know, whatever. Uh, we're not, the, we're not the type of guys that are going to drive three hours out to the Missouri river and catch a limit of walleyes in 20 minutes and then drive the turn, three turn hour around and come back. back. Cause well, we got the limit. Cause we got the limit and that's the only, that's the only goal of fishing is to get a limit. And you know, I mean, it is for a lot of walleye fishermen. It truly is uh, right. to get the limit. So now if, if you got a family of four, if you got a family of seven, you got seven limits of walleye yeah. that you can catch. If your boat can hold that many. You know, I mean, it, oh, it can hold it. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> I got, I got half the family waiting on the dock. We're going to go and switch them out. But I, you know, I don't know. We, it, it's, it's tough to not sit here and just complain about it. I get it. It's not ours. It's South Dakota's. Uh, you know, like it, I said, it, I would have been a little, if they would have done it at the end of the seat, like to begin the next year's license thing off, whatever. But I just don't think it's really fair that like, my family license, you know, is good the rest of the year. But now if you wanted to go or if right. somebody else that doesn't have a South Dakota fishing license wanted to go get the family license, they couldn't get it. Yep. I just, I mean. Next weekend, I'm going to the Black Hills and we're keeping our limit of rainbow trout. Me and Grady yeah. both. Dang right. Just because we can. <laughs> just because. Dang it. Just because we, we're American. Can. Yep. And that, and that, that trumps non-residency. So. Right. You're right. Resident. Check the style. We're all residents of. 
United born States in America. <laughs> Have you ever seen that Paps Blue Ribbon commercial? Where yeah. It talks about check the state. <laughs> From Missouri. That's an American citizen. You sell them that bear. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Moving along. Just... South Dakota people, don't get pissed off at us. Just, just a little venting session. I don't know. Hopefully, we, we hopefully, love, we, hopefully we, we, some of you South Dakota residents kind of feel, you know, ho, you know, you don't have to totally agree with us, but hopefully at the end of the day, you all we truly, exactly. From. All we truly want is that you say, yeah, I, I kind of get that. We still so, love all you guys. Yep. Even, even Magnuson. Not Magnuson, though. No, not, not Magnuson. Magnuson. Not Magnuson. I call dang it. I dropped Magnuson's rod out at Hooked on Hard Water, so I, 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 I'm, I'm never going to forget that. That was a Southwest. Uh, airlines commercial right there right. want to get away Wait, like I was, I was just like holy oh, I, I thought he was going to cold cock me should have he probably wishes probably, he would yeah I was going to say that was your one opportunity <laughs> I probably would have just let you I would have said you know what I had that one coming but uh, alright moving along Bassmaster Elite Series is back uh, this yeah. week up on Lake Champlain uh, we have officially started the Northern Swing and uh, by Northern Swing, I mean two tournaments up north. And then after these two tournaments, it's done for the year. It is. I don't like it. I, I Last year when it was, it was going nice way late in the, in the fall, fall, like that was awesome. Yep. That was freaking sweet. I mean, we're... I mean, we're just done with Fourth of July. We only got two more Bassmaster tournaments for and the year, back and then it's back. done. I mean, they're just they're we they're this week and then next weekend. I mean, we don't have nothing after. Where's the Angler of the Year? There is no angler there is, here. There is no angler no. here. That's right. I mean, we got St. Lawrence River, and that's it. And Dang our it. boy, Seth Fighter, when I say our boy, like, I, we have no connection with Seth Fighter. <laughs> like, never spoke with him. He's just from the upper Midwest. We feel here, like so, we know Yeah, him. like, I mean. We have we have acquaintances of acquaintances. Yeah, acquaintances at, of at one point in time, I attempted to kind of grow my mustache out a little bit. So, I mean, basically, we're like third cousins right. or something like that. But uh, you've, you've blasted a few heaters back in the day. <laughs> and they were reds, too. They were <laughs> reds. I a few beers, so. God dang it, dude. If 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 20-year-old Scott Sturman would have met Seth Fighter, like, it would have gone down. Like, it would have gone down. Because would need a carton and a case. You wouldn't have cases. been able to see across the room because <laughs> I would freaking blowing smoke rings and freaking double blasting heaters, freaking bush lights straight up and down and just <laughs> haggard. Just haggard. Shooting ducks, driving trucks, and uh, <laughs> there were no bucks. there were no survivors. <laughs> there were none. But, uh, nope, that was uh, – so, so, like, we're uh, – Seth Get Fider back to leading. Lake Champlain. Seth Fighter is leading. Um, he's got a pretty commanding lead, and right. I like his chances uh, with going up here. This is kind of he, his wheelhouse lake exactly. Champlain is. I mean, he... It fishes a lot like a lot of the lakes in Minnesota. Yep. And, a lot of grass and everything like yep, that. Yep, you're right. So. And, and I mean, the, the large mouth can play, the small mouth can right. play. All right, Matt. Me versus you right now. Ten bucks. Is it going to be... Largies or smallies? It's going to be largies. Can it be both? It I mean, can be both. It There's, can what's what's going to happen is you're going to see some guys, they're going to go out there and they're going to catch a limit of smallmouth. Winning and, day. And, winning day. And then they're going to go and they're going to try to get their, the kicker fish are going to be largemouth. If you can get, you know, in that, if you can get like 17 pounds, 18 pounds, and then you can get like one or two in that five pound range of 
largies. That's what a lot of those guys will do on Champlain. Do you think that on on the final day, the winning angler, that we will be able to... He'll have more largemouth than he will smallmouth. That's a bet? I think so. All right. Well, then I'm taking smallmouth. Ten bucks. All right. Ten bucks. And something else that's probably to be determined. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be like something. He'll be holding up too smallmouth, or he'll be holding up too largemouth. Ooh, for his picture. Yeah. I'm going to say he's going to be holding up largemouth. He's going to go one of both. Yeah, well, yeah. He'll have, no, he'll, that was my idea. Right. Don't agree with me. I didn't know friend. that we were going that we could. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. I know. You can't triple. No take backsies. No. <laughs> <laughs> Quincy's. Any Quincy's. <laughs> so, do you, no. I, I, is, this, is this a legitimate bet? Or is yeah. it, uh, did this, this yeah, is will. legitimate yeah. bet? Yep. You got two largemouth. I've yep. got one of each. Yep. We'll do Winner. that. Okay. We'll do that. All right. I'm also going to I'm I'm going to give you since I kind of since I kind of snuck in there when and I kind of gave you a button uh, hook. You button Yeah, I button hooked you. Um you have the first go at this one. You pick an angler, I pick an angler, whoever's finishes higher. I know you're going to pick fighter and go ahead pick him, get it out of the way. No, I'm not going to pick him for this bet. I'm going to go with Brandon Lester. Brandon Lester. Well, then I'm yeah. going with Seth Fighter. All right. Yep. And that one's a $10 bet also? <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. All right. I mean, hey, I, I don't a, know how, how, how a, I'm going to spend a, your 20 bucks, but how, I'm going to spend it probably a, on ice cream. and. How about, and a case, how about a case of Budweiser Zero? Ooh. On both? Or, or, or just together. It's like 10 Overall, yeah. Let's let's get okay. Now we're gonna have one more bet. We're gonna have one more bet here. Okay, this is it. This is it. So we've got we've got the winning guy's fish when he holds them up. Now we've got the top guy. Now we're gonna pick the bottom guy, and uh, then whoever's got the best two out of three. Yeah, that All that's right. how we're gonna do it. No money involved. Budweiser case of or a twelver of that's Budweiser right. yeah. zero. And you've got uh Brandon Lester and two large mouth. Yep. So now who do you want for your bottom guy? Mm, I'm gonna go with Brett Pruitt. Who I'm going to go with Kyle Monty. All right. I shouldn't have done that. I don't know if I would shouldn't have done, have done that. I think he's a Tennessee guy, and I think that. No, he's from Florida. Okeechobee, oh, Florida. Oh, okay. But I thought he was originally from up in this area, like up in the Midwest. But, all right, that's who you pick. Kyle Monty. The full I'm Monty. Gonna do the. Th- I'm going to do the sweep. Three for three. Ah, dang it. I should not have done Kyle Monty. It's all right. You got fighters. I so. should have done Gary Klaus. Yeah. Gary might do all right on Spawn, <sighs> though. No. Right. Gary Klaus. That's who I should have gone with. Yeah. Damn it. So don't, hey, fantasy fishing, don't forget to, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, get them set. Get them set. And don't forget to do the drain the lake either. Drain the lake. Get them both set. Uh, and one more thing, we're going to throw you one more little biscuit here 
for the next tournament. John Cox ain't fishing it. He's DQ'd already. John Cox is officially he's, DQ'd. Where he's not getting Dairy Queened. Nope. No. He's <laughs> he's he ain't getting a dilly bar. <laughs> he is disqualified. Uh, how, how, how long is the, the off limits? It's like 28 days. 28 days. So yeah. 28 days before a tournament, you can no longer fish on that body of water. John Cox, who is fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series, the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour, and Major League Fishing Big Five, not FLW, it's Major League Fishing Big Five. Uh, he's fishing all three circuits. MLF Bass Pro Tour was on St. Lawrence River this last weekend. Jacob Wheeler won it again. That guy has won like over $300,000 this yeah, year just in tournament fire. bass fishing, which that's insane, but we ain't going to talk about MLF because we don't do that on this show. But uh, John Cox officially got DQ'd on an angler vote um, from the St. Lawrence River here in two was weeks. It, was it an angler vote? It was. I uh, know that he reached out to some of them on email and didn't really hear a didn't hear much oh, really? back, okay. feedback. Okay, I, I could like, be wrong on like, that, but I, think, I thought I had heard it was an I, angler vote. Like he like reached out, emailed them to kind of try to help like petition to let him do it, and there wasn't much response for it. And then, Hell no, there wasn't. Right. You freaking moron. I, I don't think I, I don't like that move. I mean, to put it on your competitors, like playing off their niceness. I mean, it's just like you know what? No, a rule's a rule. You broke it. You knew it going into it. You knew it was going to happen. You knew going into fishing all three. Right. You're probably going to have, and I mean, he's already like not fished a third day, you know, not fished, a, you know, came halfway through or, you know, different stuff like this. He knew it was going to kind of be a jumbled mess this year, fishing three tournament trails all over the United States. I mean, whatever. So far, yeah, dude, you did great. But, you know, he was on Luke Duncan's Low Budget Live podcast here a while back. And, uh, you know, they, they were kind of, you know, man, they couldn't really believe Bassmaster wasn't letting them because Bassmaster's going out of Waddington, New York, and that was 50 miles farther north up the St. Lawrence River than where MLF is going. And John Cox promised he wouldn't go north. He was only going to go south and different stuff like that. I don't care, man. Like, a rule is a rule. And, right. and don't get me wrong, I've broken a hell of a lot of rules in my life, but it wasn't for $100,000 neither. You know, like, the, this is these dudes' job, and the second that you say, you know what, John, as long as you stay south, you're good. And and then, you know, next year, uh, you know, freaking Corey Johnston, you know, wants to fish the St. Lawrence River because his cousin has autism and there's an autism awareness, you know, bass fishing tournament right. or something out there. And, and, you know, so, uh, you know, he says, Hey guys, you know, can I do this? I mean, I wrote this on Luke Duncan's Facebook page. I'm a John Cox fan. If, if I had to say, you know, John Cox, one of my top 10 favorite anglers, I like his, you know, easy going demeanor. You know, I love that he just loves bass fishing and tournament bass fishing that much. He's a he's a good dude. Yep. He's a fun guy. I, I like him. But it is a slippery, slippery, slippery slope when you start bending rules for people. Right. And and you know, once you do it for John, then you gotta do it for Chris Grow, and then you gotta do it for Chris Johnston, and then you gotta do it for Ed Locker in the third, and you gotta do it for, you know, all these other guys. And pretty soon 
your rule is such a gray area. It just it's well, and especially when you're talking about two different organizations that are competing against each other. Right, right. I mean, it's not like he like something happened where there was an open up there, like a bass open, and he fished this bass open there, and now the elite series is coming there, and it overlaps, you know, and it's now it's like okay, it's in the same organization, so you know we're gonna be. This is like MLF wants to see bass. Close down. They want the bass guys to come to MLF. It's right. more money for them, yep. and vice versa. You know, bass wants the MFL, MLF guys to come back too. So it's just kind of like it's it's two different, total different entities. It's not the like, Green Bay Packers right. wouldn't wouldn't let the any anybody from the Minnesota Vikings, you know, do any. Uh, the their competitors, guys. Right. They're competitors. So it, it just. I'm glad that they're sticking to their rules. Me I mean, too. I am it, too. It's 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 it's, it's not an like, unfortunate deal because I want like John Cox heinous, to be a Bassmaster Elite. Right. It's yeah, not he like didn't it's a, cheat. It's he didn't not like cheat. a heinous like violation or anything like this. It was it's new. It's something that he knew could happen running right. all the series and right. stuff like this, and it did happen. And I'm glad that they they've stuck with their guns so far, and he's going to get disqualified, and it's probably going to eliminate him from fishing the Bassmaster Classic next year. It's probably going to good, huh? I mean, because, well, I mean, Angler of the Year points, I think yep. he's like in 30-some place he's right close now. close to the cut so, line anyhow, huh? I mean, so it's just it's just the way it is. So And hats off to Lisa Talmadge, who is a brand-new tournament director this year, taking over for uh, Chip Welt, Trip, Trip Weldon. Yep. And, uh, um, you know, that that's a tough deal. You know right. what I mean? She has not had an easy year. I mean, the, her very first tournament ever, she had to, you know, do a weather delay yep. and uh, – you She's know, had a few of those this year, yeah. And, and let's be honest, guys. Uh, being a woman in a male-dominated sport, you know, anything that you do wrong, you know, there's always going to be that, you know, well, you know, she's a lady and she doesn't know anything. Hell no, man. She's freaking on it, man. Especially she, when you talk about something, like you say, a male-dominated thing, especially when it comes to, like, the out, uh, something with the outdoors. Outdoors, like, and we're talking about a lot of freaking, <laughs> you know, like, let's be honest here, guys, like... There's a lot of freaking hillbillies that like bass fishing and love the Bassmaster Elite Series. And I'm telling you what, if that gal dang Lisa Talmadge disqualifies my boy John Cox, I'm going to be freaking pissed. <laughs> so, yeah, hats off to her. Yep, I mean, yeah, that's stick to your guns. Rules are rules, and, and that is what it is. So, all right, Matt, we are, we're a ways in. Uh, do you have a good news story? Yeah, I got uh, my neighbor just down the alley, JJ, he, uh, the other, yesterday, I big go, guy, little truck. Yep. Big guy, little truck. We talked about him a couple weeks ago yep. and stuff like that. Loves fishing and everything like that. I come wheeling into the house the other day and look back behind their house and there on the trailer. There sits a little, uh, float boat. So no kidding. He got yep. himself a boat, huh? One of them float ones that you sit on and has like the two, uh, pontoon type things on them, like the canvas and, and your legs kind of sit into the water right, a little and bit. You got like the two paddles that you roll and stuff like that. So bought it with his own money and stuff like Hell that. Yeah. His Good mom posted a video of it, him pulling up with it on Facebook. And we were walking the dog the other night and she was like, Hey, when you get back, you know, did you go back behind the garage? And I was like, I saw it and stuff. She's like, you got to come check it out. He's so pumped up about it. So he'll be able to get himself off the bank and get out there and fish. The kid loves to fish. So that'd probably be my good news story. And I, I'm kind of on a streak of catching some fish. How, here how far are you right now? I think I look back at it and I think June 18th is You've when I started. You've caught a bass every day since June 18th. I think so. 
I think it was June 18th, if I figured it out right. So just quick run down to the river here every keep day. Keep it alive. Right. I'm going to try to keep going. So no matter I've what. I've been out there in the rain. You and, did. You went yeah. out there in the rain, and we don't get much rain. <laughs> right. So it's just kind of fun. They're not nothing real huge. I mean, don't need to be. To, right. Every once in a while, I hook into a nice one. But yeah. So those are my those are my That's two. That's your ones good right news there. story. Um, you. Well, a uh, you know my good news story for one um, this is going to give a shout out to my son who you know this Fourth of July weekend even though it was hot uh, early in the morning he he'd wake up first thing you know he, all of a sudden you'd hear some, a little commotion in his room boom out on the dock you know out there catching fish and he he caught all sorts of different. Uh, um, species. So I'll give, uh, I'll give that a good news shout out. And, uh, another one is I'm going to go to Jason Mitchell who kind of, you know, th- this is something that I don't think, uh, really gets, uh, any light put on it. You know, all the negatives of social media come out, but, uh, Jason Mitchell posted something, uh, um, just recently on Facebook and it said, uh, um, love to eat fi- uh, fresh fish, but can only eat so many. Most of the fish we catch are released and fish for the enjoyment of simply figuring out a bite and the process of finding and catching fish. Releasing big fish is always a great feeling. Back in the day, people often kept stringers of big fish to brag and prove that they caught the fish. Social media gets a bad rap for ruining fishing, but if there is one saving grace, that would be the fact that people can take a pick, show their friends, and be able to brag a little and and still release the fish keeping fish is fine but selective harvest goes a long ways to maintaining good fishing on many fisheries and you know i that that god dang it social media just needed some you know one thumb up and and i do you know now that everyone's got a phone in their pocket most people are on social media you know that that is a deal before if you caught a 28 inch walleye while you were out you know fishing you know just you and your buddy and you didn't have a camera well damn it anyways i mean we can't go back home and you know exactly tell right. everyone about this 28 inch walleye everyone's gonna be like yeah uh-huh, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen the 229s i caught yesterday <laughs> yeah, yep. but uh you know now you you take a couple pictures you take a picture on the bump board you take a nice picture you know holding it you take a video of you releasing it you go back to work the next day and everyone says god dang it you know good job man you put it on Facebook and you, you know, well, you, but you blur out the pic, blur out the oh, background. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you're as ugly as you, Matt, you also blur the face. face out. I mean, just, you know, just swipe the thumb yeah, all the way across. Just, but you know, I, I, I gotta agree that that that's that's one good thing. I think that that has saved a lot of big fish lives. That you know, yep. you can you can throw those fish back, but you can still brag to your buddies. You can still put it out there. You can still be social media famous for a little bit you know by catching a good fish and so i don't know i i think gotta gotta throw the thumbs up where where it's deserved sometimes so totally agree all right guys uh well uh you know this this obviously this episode's coming out a couple days late um next week uh i'm going to the black hills the day that I get back from the Black Hills, Matt is taking off for the Alexandria area for two weeks. So it's going to be three weeks uh, starting this coming Monday that that me and Matt aren't together. Um, you know, obviously we have the capability to do some phone interviews. So, uh, you know, I'll be home. 
most of the time here. Uh, you know, I, I've got a feeling that me and Matt will do a show, both shows, uh, you know, over the phone together or something like that. Um, maybe we'll get a fill-in guest and we'll talk to Matt. I don't know how this is going to go. We'll, we'll obviously see how my schedule goes, see how Matt's schedule goes. But uh, Maybe you we'll know, do one live on the lake. Maybe I'll be out on the lake fishing. Good, good. I'm I'm game with that. Be jigging off the side and whatever. But yeah, have have have. Uh, well, now now you know what's coming down the pipe. Uh, you know it, it's not always going to be perfect. Probably here over the next three weeks, and never has been perfect. But uh, um, yeah, this is officially your heads up that uh, could be a little could be a little different. That's so, right. With that but being said, uh, yep. We appreciate you tuning in for episode 130. We'll see you next week on 131. Later.